authentic. This dini advice is vital for our dini survival. And Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala has declared it in the Quran Sharif, وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَ تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ That remind, for verily a reminder is very beneficial for the believers. So if somebody says that there is no use, na'uzu billah, in the dini advice that takes place, or there's no real benefit in sitting in the ta'aleem that takes place, or any other discourse of deen, then it is something very, very dangerous to make a statement of that nature. Because wherever deeny advice is taking place, Allah Ta'ala is saying, That that advice, it benefits the believers. Whether a person understands it, realizes how it's benefiting or not, it's benefiting. If a person is on a drip, so he cannot see anything happening, what's going on within himself. But take the drip off. He needs the drip. But take it off and after a few hours already you start seeing what's going on. How his condition is deteriorating. And after a day or two days, now he's in a dire situation. But while the drip was on, you can't see anything really happening. But it's happening. It is feeding every vein and it is uh, nourishing every part of the body. So without that drip that the person required, he is putting his life in danger. So many a times it seems that attending some dini majalis or being part of the talim that takes place after any namaz that it's normally taking place or the talim that takes place at home, many a times we dismiss it to be insignificant. It's not insignificant, it is very, very significant. And we should become very uh, conscious of making sure that this is a daily part of our life, or is a part of our day lives, not an occasional thing. There is some dini advice daily. And this is the water that comes down. Like water comes down from the skies. When the water comes down, then the land becomes alive. Then the trees come up. The vegetation grows. Then there's flowers. Then there's fruit. But if there's a drought, in a short while the trees start drying up. Then the, the fruit will already stop. The trees start drying up, there's no more flowers, there's no more shade. And then in a short while, the tree also is no more there, there's only thorny bushes around. When this nasihat and this wahi, nasihat is coming after all from the Quran and Sunnah. And this is the rain that Allah Ta'ala sends send down, the spiritual rain. If we don't allow this to keep falling onto our hearts daily, and in some form or the other, as we are repeatedly saying, whether it is the talim only that we are taking part in, or some other talk that is taking place in the masjid, the talim at home. But daily we need this rain on our hearts to keep it alive, to water this field of our hearts. Then the vegetation of amal will come. Then the fruit of akhlaq will come. Then the beautiful flowers of muasharat will come. And otherwise, if this dries up, then there'll be the thorny bushes of all kinds of evil. Then the heart will only be inclined to that which Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. Then the person would, his akhlaq will be that kind of akhlaq which only causes taklif to everybody. So this outwardly seems to be just something in passing. And we often pass, the talim is taking place, we pass by it. Well, 
Though I have nothing else to do and I'm not really in a hurry to go anywhere, but there's no real, nothing much for me to sit here either, whereas there's much for us there. There's the reign of wahi that is being sent forth there. So this was just as an introduction that we should be always daily giving ourselves this nourishment of dini advice to keep the field of our hearts alive. Nevertheless, the ayat of the Quran Sharif that we recited, Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala says, وَسَارِعُوا إِلَىٰ مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَا السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضُ وَعِدَّتْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ In this world, everybody has a very competitive spirit. And everybody wants to compete. But our competition is unfortunately restricted or sometimes we are wholly engrossed in the competition for the dunya only. The competition for the dunya in terms of amassing the dunya or in terms of making some kind of name for ourselves in the dunya in whichever way, whether it is the kind of possessions we may have, whether it is the kind of function that we hosted, whether it is one thing or the other, whereas these things are of no value, today we are here, tomorrow we are gone, none of these things will come along with us. So therefore Allah Ta'ala is saying that compete for something that is everlasting. Compete for that which whether anybody notices or not, it is of value. So Allah Ta'ala says, وَسَارِعُوا إِلَىٰ مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ that rush and race towards and compete towards the maghfirat, the forgiveness of your Rabb. And when the forgiveness will come, together that with that will come jannatin, the everlasting jannat and paradise of Allah Ta'ala. Now the Ta'ala is exhorting us, encouraging us, spurring us on, like if there's a race, somebody is now spurring on others, those who are taking or are racing others on the sidelines, are spurring them on. Allah Ta'ala is spurring us on. That don't take this lightly. Run forward, rush forth, sari'u. Towards what? Towards the maghfirat, the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. Now there are so many things that Allah Ta'ala has promised His forgiveness on. Simple little amal, which hardly take much effort or time but it requires that competitive spirit from within. Like a person who has a competitive spirit for the dunya, and even while he is trying to fall asleep, his mind is still working out how he can move ahead in that race. Forget why he's trying to fall asleep, even when he's in salah, his mind is still doing the same thing. And sometimes he's in sajda also, his mind is still the same thing. What in the, in the system, that competitive spirit for the dunya? Allah Ta'ala is saying that there are many things that I have given my maghfirat in. I bring the spirit for this. When that competitive spirit will come for the akhirat, no person will be conscious of all and very simple amal. For example, in one hadith, Nabi Islam says that Allah adullukum ala ma yamhullahu bihil khataya wa yarfa'u bihid darajat. Should I not tell you? This is also again the, the manner in which it is being presented to create that thirst, to create that talab. And this is we have to develop within ourselves, that talab, that thirst. As Lama Rumi Rahimullah says that uh, 
the Persian couplet that he says, the meaning of it is, don't go around looking for water. Don't go around looking for water. Rather what you do is create the thirst. When you create the thirst, then the water will start springing forth from every direction. When there's a thirst, then a person will find the water anywhere. But if he just is casually looking for water, then he will, he will bypass it also. He won't even see it right in front of him too. Because he's not thirsty. But if he's thirsty, where it's hidden, he'll find it also. So the issue is to create the thirst within ourselves. And Nabi Sallallahu is creating this thirst. Should I not tell you? Allah adullukum. Should I not tell you about something with which Allah Ta'ala will cause your sins to be forgiven? Let's say maghfirat. And cause your status in the akhirat to be raised. So how are all thirst? They said, please do tell us. Bala ya Rasulullah. So Nabi Sallallahu mentioned three things. Such simple things. Isbahul wudu'i alal makari to make a tarawzu despite any difficulty. For example, now if it's a very cold day and there's no hot water also, now to still make a tarawzu, what is to not slap dash it, just quickly get over with it, but to make a wuzu thoroughly. And Nabi Islam is saying this is something that causes sins to be washed away, forgiven. This is one example of how simple taking more steps towards the masjid. One is a person is living far away, obviously he will then come by means of transport, whatever it is, he'll come with his car. But wherever possible and to whatever extent possible to take more steps to the masjid. On every step, his sins are being forgiven and his status is being raised. And then Nabi Allah says, وَإِنْتِزَارُ salat salah after one salah, waiting for the next salah. One is literally in physical waiting. But he's not restricted that. A person can't always be waiting in the masjid 24 hours. He's going to go to fulfill his needs, get to his work, whatever other necessities he has. But when he goes also, his heart is in the masjid. And his eyes on the watch. And his eagerness is there. When I'm going to be back in the house of Allah it is not that when he's in the masjid, he's looking at the time, that I've got very little time left, now I'm going to rush out. When he's outside also, he's looking at the time, that when I'm going to get back in. And his heart is in the masjid. In one hadith, Nabi Asam says, these are among the seven categories of people that will be under, under the shade of the arsh of Allah Ta'ala. وَرَجُلٌ قَلْبُهُ مُعَلَّقٌ بِالْمَسْجِدِ That person whose heart is suspended in the masjid. He is outside somewhere, but his heart is in the masjid, in the house of Allah Ta'ala. So this person is so beloved to Allah Ta'ala, he'll get the special privilege of being in the shade of the arsh of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. Now what a simple thing. But forgiveness of amal. After eating, in one hadith it comes, that a person now is picking up the dastarkhan. At that time recites a very simple dua. A very simple dua. Alhamdulillah, he at'amani hadha wa razaqanihi min ghayri hawlim minni wa laquwa. Bas. All praise is due to Allah Ta'ala. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, he at'amani hadha. That Rabb, that Allah who fed me this, he fed me. I can do nothing. At'amani hadha min ghayri hawlim minni wa laquwa. 
without any effort, any strength on my side being used. Otherwise a person can expend every effort of his and nothing will come true. Allah Ta'ala provided. Now he expressed his shukr to Allah Ta'ala in these words. Nabi Islam says, He's forgiven. All his minor sins are washed off. Person is making wudu. Before making wudu, he decides, Bismillah, Alhamdulillah. Now when he makes wuzu with his physical limbs getting washed, every sin is getting washed off that limb also. But now this requires that a person has that competitive spirit for the akhirat. So the competitive spirit for the dunya is almost natural in every person. The issue is to now transform that into the competitive spirit for the akhirat. Person will make a reasonable effort to earn his livelihood, but he will compete for the akhirat. Whatever then somebody Allah Ta'ala will bless with something more, something less, whatever is decreed a person will get. So he'll make reasonable efforts to earn his livelihood. But his competitive spirit will be for the akhirah. He won't compete for the world. So Allah is spurring us on. ila maghfiratim min rabbikum wa jannatin samawatu wal ard. That that jannat, the breadth of which is to the extent of the distance between the skies and the earth, that is the breadth. Normally the breadth is the shorter part. The length is far more. So this is merely just to bring to our minds because what can more can a person see? He looks up, he can see the skies. And he looks down, he can see the earth. He can't see beyond. So fine as far as you can see. Your eyes can see top to the eyes and see below you the earth. So the earth, the distance between the skies and the earth. Take that. That's the breadth. So what is the length? This too is just to make us understand that it is beyond our imagination. How vast is is beyond our imagination. The last person that will go to Jannat, Nabi Qasim says, that Allah Ta'ala will then say to him, that, wish what you want. Now he's come out from Jannam. And he'll be told, wish what you want. What can the poor for wish? So Allah Ta'ala will then tell him, wish for this also. And wish for this also. And wish for this also. And after he has now wished for all that, Allah Ta'ala will tell him, that for you is whatever was in the world, the size of the world, and ten times its size for you, is your Jannat. So this is the last person going to Jannat. So the Jannat is beyond our imagination. But Jannat, there's an effort required for it. For the small, minor things of this dunya, we need to make an effort. Jannat is just going to be without any effort. After all, Jannat too is something, in the Hadith Nabi Islam says, La inna sil'at Allah al-ghaliyah. The merchandise of Allah Ta'ala is very valuable. Allah in the Sarat Allah Jannah. The merchandise that Allah Ta'ala has got for sale is Jannat. It's very valuable. It has a price. And the price is nevertheless very small. Price is very small. The price is simply that a person just restrains his nafs from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala and fulfills his commandments and he's paid the price. So in any case, Allah Ta'ala is saying, وَسَارِعُوا إِلَىٰ مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَا السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضُ أُعِدَّتْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ Who's going to get this Jannat? It has been prepared for the Muttaqeen. Now the word Muttaqeen, Taqwa, Muttaqeen, we keep hearing this word. We are very familiar with it. So our mind generally goes in one direction only. That the Muttaqee is the person who is in the masjid most of the time. Indeed, to be in the masjid most of the time is a very good thing. A person who is reciting tasbih all the time, that's an excellent thing. 
But further Allah Ta'ala states certain qualities of these muttaqeen. To be fulfilling all the faraiz, all the wajibat, all the sunnat muakkada, there's no question about it. It has to be done. That is something that's non-negotiable. But there are other things that also add up together to make this person muttaqi. Without it, the taqwa is not complete. All these things must be in a person's life. Now what are these things that are mentioned? Now these are some peculiar aspects, some special qualities of the muttaqeen that Allah Ta'ala is speaking about. And they are being promised this great jannat. They are being promised this maghfirat from Allah Ta'ala. The first, Those who spend in ease and in adversity. Allah Ta'ala is a provider. In ease, according to what they have. In adversity, according to what they have. But they keep spending in the path of Allah Ta'ala. For the cause of the deen of Allah Ta'ala. So this is the first thing. And then Allah Ta'ala says, وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْزِ now again keeping in mind the whole manner in which this started off. Allah Ta'ala is saying compete for the akhirat and this jannat. Who will get this jannat muttaqeen? Who have these attributes and qualities. الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْزِ And those who suppress their anger. Are we talking about the muttaqeen? And Allah Ta'ala is saying that these people will get this great jannat. They'll get this maghfirat. وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْزِ Those who suppress this anger. Kazam. The word kazimin. Kazam means like something that is being withheld from inside. It's something to burst forth. But it is being closed in. It's being locked in. That is the meaning of the word kazam. So it is not that the person didn't get angry. Because that's not his control. Anger is an emotion that is not in his control. But what is in his control is to suppress it. The suppressing of these base qualities, this is something that takes a person way ahead. Many a person has reached heights, but it came after suppressing something. Hazrat Junaid Baghdadi, his name, every person is aware of, even children are aware that there was some personality, some very great person by the name of Junaid Baghdadi Rahmatullah But who was Junaid Baghdadi Rahmatullah before he became the great wali of the time? He was a wrestler and the champion wrestler of the time. So, one day there was a bout, some match, whatever, and he was a person living a very free life, not concerned about deen, not interested in the competition of the akhirat. And now this wrestling match is to take place. And in the presence of the king, and he is the king's favorite person, the king himself has set up this whole match. And anybody who wants to come and challenge Junaid Baghdadi is welcome. And the prize money is a huge sum. So when this is set up, open to anyone, suddenly one old man comes into the ring. So everybody is already astonished. This poor fellow can't even walk straight and he's coming to wrestle. And on top of that, to wrestle with Junaid Baghdadi. So in any case, he comes and then he first just pretends 
be prancing around and doing some things that he can, he's very fit and energetic and can probably do something. And then just as this wrestling match is about to start, whatever, it, both the fighters probably shake hands or whatever the case is, Allah So in that moment, he came very close to the ear of Junaid Baghdadi Rahmatullahi and he quickly whispered something. And he whispered to him that, look, I'm no wrestler. I have no idea how to wrestle. But I'm a Sayyid. I am from the family of Rasulullah And my family is starving. And I've come in the ring here merely to get the prize money. So that I can feed my family. If you can suppress your desire to win today, then I'll get the prize money. And the family of Rasulullah will have something to eat. Now, call about it, putting a person on the spot. Person, ha- And now he can't even... This is a secret between the two of them. It's not something that can be disclosed. It's not meant to be disclosed. And now he's on the spot. What does he decide? Now, if he decides to... What is he could have... For whatever reason, this person decided to come and ask or go about it in this way, he could have waited for somebody else to come and after during Baghdadi Rahmatullah gets the prize money, he can ask, please give me something. But Allah Ta'ala willed it like this to show us that somebody became during Baghdadi how he became. So now in that situation where a person is the champion of the time, his name is in lights, everybody is looking at him with great respect in that field or whatever the case is, and now he must suffer defeat. Suffer defeat at the hand of an old man who can't walk straight. And he must then listen to the taunts and the jeers. He must now listen to all the kind of statements and comments will be made. And he has to suffer all this. Now he's got a choice. Either to suppress this ego. that I, My name must remain in lights. I must be called the champ. He's got that choice to either now keep that up or to suppress that and suffer that defeat. But there's a bigger goal in front. At that time, he makes that decision in his heart. Come what may, today I'm going to lose this match. So initially, just to make it sound very real, well, I don't think anything is, this is all, it's all history as they say. So this match was fixed also. So in any case, the, for a few minutes, he pretended to be fighting very hard and then just appeared to be dropped down. And after a while, the match was over and this old person won and took the prize money and was gone. And everybody is stunned and shocked, amazed what happened. But with his head down, he quietly went home. But when he went away home, that night, he sleeps and in a dream, somebody is saying to him from the unseen that you have sacrificed your honor, your prestige. We will give you the honor. And when he wakes up, there's some other feeling in his heart. He's no more wanting to be a wrestling champion. He wants to be competing for the akhirat. He seeks out the pious people of the time and in a short while surpasses all the pious people of the time. But it came after suppressing something. It came after suppressing that ego. 
He came after making that sacrifice from within. It didn't come cheap. But this is the shortcut to get to Allah Ta'ala. Many a times, and Alhamdulillah, ibadat, as much as we can in terms of nafil ibadat, the more the better. But many a times, this deen will come via ibadat, meaning the sawab, the rewards, deen will come via ibadat, and it will leave our lives via akhlaq, bad akhlaq. Because we're not prepared to suppress something from within. We're not prepared to suppress anger. We're not prepared to suppress the ego. We're not prepared to suppress the desire to be for name and fame, the desire for recognition, the desire for all the various lusts and pleasures which are haram. So we're not prepared to suppress that. We are ready to perform another ten rakats of nafil also. We're prepared to wake up for tahajjud. We're prepared to make another two paras of tilawat. We are prepared to make more zikr. Alhamdulillah, summa alhamdulillah. But till we're not prepared to suppress all these base desires, till we're not prepared to suppress that urge to look in the haram direction, then we will still be just where we are. Because deen will come via ibadat, it will leave via muamalat sometimes, via dealings. Because we're not prepared to suppress that, that greed from within, that whatever comes, how it comes must come. Whether it comes in a halal way, that too is fine. If it comes in a haram way, that too is fine. So we're not prepared to suppress that. That is not fine if it comes in a haram way. If it comes in a haram way, I don't want it. But when that we will suppress, then that deen that has come via ibadat will receive such a boost via mu'amalat that it will take a person miles ahead. That deen that has come via ibadat, now in terms of mu'asharat, that a person is now in the situation now. Maybe he has been provoked by his wife. So now that anger has welled in. He's not prepared to suppress it. That why must I? I'm the boss here. Who wears the pants? Nowadays you can't even ask that question, who wears the pants? Because everybody is wearing the pants. So, but why, should, why, do I, why do I have to suppress this anger? I need to say what I want to say. I talk straight. I don't take nonsense. But... The person who is prepared to take some nonsense, the person who is prepared to suppress that ego, the person who is prepared to put a foot on that nafs, now whatever that ibadat he made will get a boost via this ma'arat that Prophet taught. It will take a person miles ahead, light years ahead. So this is that aspect of suppressing. Something is suppressed, then something is acquired. And this is a common principle. Steam, it pushes down something. When that steam builds up, it creates a force. And when that force is created with that steam, these steam engines, and so many things work with steam, then it propels the thing at a speed. But if there's no steam within, there's nothing being created within, then that speed can't come. In the line of mu'amalat, in the line of ma'asharat, from the aspects of akhlaq, and in restraining oneself from haram, from all these sins and vices, this is where that steam gets created. That nur gets created via ibadat, and double nur gets created via all this restraining. And then a person moves at a speed that is beyond imagination. So this is that lesson that we have been given in the sight of the Quran Sharif. Allah is saying, you want this jannat? You want this maghfirat? Sari'u ila maghfiratim min rabbikum binnatin arduha samawatu wa u'iddat lil muttaqeen alladheena yunfiquna fi sarra'i wa darra'a al-kaazimeen al those who suppress their anger, 
And this is not a thing that's all credit. That a person will get it in Jannat only. Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy is immediate. What is in, in Jannat is beyond imagination. That is there. But Nabi Salaam says in the Hadith Sharif, Man kazama ghayran wa huwa qadirun ala infadihi. The person who suppresses his anger, where he can give vent to it, he is able to give vent to it, and he doesn't do, do so. Mala Allahu qalbahu amnan wa imana. Allah Taala will fill his heart with peace and with iman. Can we imagine? Iman is the core of everything. And we're talking about restraining anger. What it brings? This is that speed with which a person reaches some point. Allah Ta'ala fills his heart with peace and with iman. He's already at peace when he's restrained that anger for the sake of Allah. Ya Allah, I'm doing this for you. At that time, he does a deal with Allah. Ya Allah, I'm doing this for you alone, not for any other reason. So yeah, you fill my heart with that peace and iman. The first person that is at ease thereafter is himself. It's like a cloud that is lifted over him. And there's a peaceful feeling within him. Otherwise, he's burning in that fire of the anger. And that fire of that anger can be very, very dangerous. Wahabim Munabbih, rahimahullah, was a great personality, great mufassir, hadith. He says that kufr, there are four fundamental pillars of kufr. We've heard the five pillars of Islam and Iman. He says that there's four pillars of kufr also. And the four pillars of kufr, the first thing he mentions that wal ruknum minhu. Ghadab, anger, is one of the pillars of kufr. It doesn't mean that if a person has a lot of anger in him, Nauzubillah, he's got some kufr in him. But kufr stands on the pillar of anger. And something very easy to understand how often a person makes a statement or does something that takes him out of iman simply because he was so angry he didn't know what he's doing, what he's saying. person makes statements which takes him completely out of the fall of Islam. Just in anger. person does things which takes him far away from iman. Just because of anger, he was so overcome, he didn't know what he's saying, what he's doing, and he's done things which are totally out of line. So, one of the fundamental pillars of kufr is anger. The other is shahwa, haram, passions and desires. And the third is tama, greed. And the fourth is khawf, fear. That kind of fear which a person now, it's not even allowing him to do what he's supposed to do in terms of basic iman. Many a person has understood the truth, but some fear, fear of his dunya going away, fear of other issues, becomes a barrier from accepting that iman. Sometimes a person has iman. Some fear of maybe losing out on his entertainment. See, but if I become pious, then I may not be able to go to the movies. These are real statements. So now he wants to go to the movies, so that's why he's not coming pious. Or if I become pious, I become somebody who is conscious of deen, then I can't go here, there, and can't do certain things. Now, what kind of fear? Fear of nothing. Shaitan has made the barrier. So, Allah Ta'ala is giving us this encouragement. We have to learn to restrain. 
And there's a lot of things within us. A lot of these urges, desires, haram. Taking a person into haram avenues. Or making a person continue in a haram line. But, take that step restraining it. And see how Allah Ta'ala opened doors. Hazrat Yusuf Salaam is in the situation. He is trapped behind seven closed doors. And outwardly there is no restriction. Apparently nobody would ever get to know. And now he is being told, Hey Talak, that now commit this guna and sin. But he restrains himself and he runs towards locked doors. Those doors are locked. But he says, Ma'adala, I seek the protection of Allah. And he runs towards locked doors. When he what is in his capacity, Allah Ta'ala causes locked doors to open up for him. And those seven locks, one after the other, break, and those doors open up, and he runs out. So locked doors will open. But we have to restrain, and we have to run towards Allah Ta'ala. When we will do what is in our capacity, Allah Ta'ala will open the rest of the doors. Everything seems closed. When a person is standing on a road, which is lined up with trees on both sides, long road with trees on both sides, where he's standing, it seems it's all closing up in the front somewhere. 100, 300, 200 meters down the line, it seems that the road is closed. So he's standing and says, what am I going to walk here? It's closed. It's all closing in. There's nothing for me to walk. But as he walks forward, he says, no, it's gone further now. It's open for a longer period. And when he gets there, he says, no, it's still open. And when he carries on, he finds the road is open all the way. So outwardly, Shaitan puts a lot of fears. You're going to get deprived of this and that and the other. And you're going to become very pious. You're going to get become totally deprived of all the leisures and pleasures of life. But what Allah Ta'ala will provide is beyond what the world can give. What Allah Ta'ala will give in the depths of the heart, that happiness, that sukoon, that tranquility, that peace, what every person is desiring, this will come when a person of the road. So Allah Ta'ala is giving us that same thing. One is to suppress that anger and thereafter to be now cursing the person from inside. Allah Ta'ala is saying, no. And forgiving people. Further Allah Ta'ala loves those who do good, who make ihsan. So these are the people that are being Number one, called the muttaqin. That together with all the other fundamentals of deen, there's no question about a person missing salah and being muttaqi. Or not paying his zakat correctly and being muttaqi. So together with all that, they have these special things in them. They are not without these things. They become muttaqis, they become deserving of the maghfir of Allah wa ta'ala, and they become deserving of this jannat, which is so vast that even the space between the heavens and the earth is not sufficient to describe it. This is for our understanding only. So we have to make this resolution within ourselves. That's the first step, intention. That we want to do this. We need to do it. We need to walk the path to rectify all these aspects in our lives. To acquire all that good akhlaq. Acquire that mu'asharat that Nabi Salaam has taught. The mu'amalat that Nabi Salaam has taught. To bring total deen in our lives. Allah Ta'ala Himself gives us His command, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu dhkhulu fissimi kaffa. Or you believe, enter into Islam fully, not departmentalized. In certain things will be in, certain things out. One foot in, one foot out. And we'll walk in and out with and as it suits us. No, enter into Islam fully and totally, then we'll get directly into Jannat also. 
بالله تبارك وتعالى give me all of us the توفيق واخر دعوانا ان الحمد لله رب العالمين كثيرا يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله لا اله الا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم हो जाए मेरा दिल एक मैदान हो तो ही तो हो तो ही तो हो तो ही तो गैर से बिल्कुल ही उठ जाए नजर तो ही तो आए नजर देखो जिधर और मेरे तन में बजाए आबो गिल दर्द दिल हो दर्द दिल हो दर्द दिल नफ्सो शीता दोनों ने मिलकर हाई किया है मुझको तबाह ए मेरे मौला मेरी मदद कर चाहता हूँ मैं तेरी पना मुझसा खल में कोई नहीं गो बद किरदार नमासिया तू भी मगर गफ्फार है यारब बख्श दे मेरे सारे गुना अब तो रहे बस में आखिर जबाए मेरे इना 
ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی 
اب تو آجا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہم لکا الحمد کلہ و لکا شکر کلہ اللہم لا نحسی ثنان علیک انتا کما اثنیت علی نفسک جز اللہ عنا نبینا محمدا صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما هو اہلو ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا ورحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامدنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قره اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما واجعلنا للمتقين اماما واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اله العالمين يا الله most merciful الله most forgiving الله most kind الله most compassionate الله Most beloved Allah, Ya Allah, forgive all our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, put this competitive spirit for the akhirat in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us the maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the jannat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us all the qualities that will make us the true muttaqeen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, we are very weak, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are totally dependent on your help, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, every moment, Ya Allah, we are dependent on you alone, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, only you can do for us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, only you are powerful, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, only you are the doer, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you forgive our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill all our needs of dunya also, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you fulfill our needs of akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we need your maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we need the jannat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we need to be safe from nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, only your protection can save us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, remove all the evil qualities from us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the akhlaq of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Grant us the mu'asharat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Grant us the mu'amalat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, grant us taqwa in every sense of the word, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from every haram, Ya Allah. Save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the ability of restraining ourselves, Ya Allah, from all the things that we should be restraining ourselves from, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you grant us your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. 
full of hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Full of hearts with the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Full of hearts with the love of deen, Ya Allah. Full of hearts with the love of the effort of deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, full of hearts with the love of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, let us live the life of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, remove the ways of the Yahud and Nasara from our lives, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from every guna and every sin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on iman kamil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us, Ya Allah, the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, make our covers gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have passed away from our families, from throughout the Ummah, Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, fill their covers with nur, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give them the highest stages in akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, give them, Ya Allah, Jannatul Firdaus, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, accept all the work of deen that is taking place, Ya Allah. Accept the effort of the Masajid, Ya Allah. The effort of the Makatib and Madaris, Ya Allah. Accept the effort of the Khanqaz, Ya Allah. Accept the effort of Dawat and Tabligh, Ya Allah. Throughout the world, the Jamaat Saiki, in effort, accept it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the Ishtima that is to come, accept it, Ya Allah. Make it a means of Hidayat spreading far and wide, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make it a means of the hearts turning towards Khair, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make it a means of becoming your true servants and slaves, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make it a means of Deen becomes, Ya Allah, the greatest thing in our lives, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire Ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, forgive the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the difficulties from the Ummah, Ya Allah. Throughout the world, wherever the Muslims are suffering, remove their hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who are without food, give them food to eat, Ya Allah. Those who are without clothes, give them clothes to wear, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who are without shelters, give them shelters to live in, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, those who are suffering oppression, remove the oppression from them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, hold back the hands of the oppressors, Ya Allah. Grant hidayat to the oppressors also, Ya Allah. If hidayat is not decreed for them, Ya Allah, wipe them out from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, protect the Haramain Sharifain, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect the Marakis of Deen, Ya Allah. Protect the Masajid and Makatib, Ya Allah. Protect the Madaris, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, protect all the, ya Allah, the, lives of every, the life of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Protect the wealth and the properties of the Muslims, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, protect the Izzat and the honor of the Muslims, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, bring us onto Sirat al Mustaqim, Ya Allah. And keep us on Sirat al Mustaqim, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all the good that Rasulullah asked for. Ya Allah, we also begging for all that good, Ya Allah. Whatever Nabi Islam sought refuge from, Ya Allah, we also seeking refuge from it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who are sick, give them Shifai, Kamila, Ajila, Mustamira, Daima. Ilahul Alameen, whatever difficulties anybody is in, remove their difficulties, Dafiyat, Ya Allah. Whatever pious aspirations anyone has, Ya Allah, fulfill their pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samiul alim, wa tub alayna ya maulana innaka anta tawabur rahim, wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi, Sayyidina Muhammadi wa alihi wa sahabi ajma'in, walhamdulillahi wa alayhi wa sallam.